The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. We have an action-packed show for you. Let's get into the news, the good stuff. Wheat's up seven, corn's up four, beans are up three. China came in this morning, bought some wheat. Looks like the wheat chart's on a day five, day six of going up. We're going to talk about who sold these soybeans. How were soybeans $14 seven, 10 days ago, and why are they 13 now? They're on a bounce, but there's a lot of things going on. Before we get into the grain part, let's talk about the financial markets. And with that, I'll bring in my friend and co-host, Connor B., down in Assumption, Illinois. Connor, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, we can get you in here. I have some good news. Good news for the American farmer. Good news for the American consumer. Interest rates are coming down. Tenure this morning, 4.2. I was able to find this chart. I like this chart. This is good for people buying homes. This is good for people who want to sell a home and buy a home. Connor, look before when we were up at 8% and look, look, look back. It doesn't go back enough years, but a young guy like you could finance a house for three, three and a half percent. And then it shot up to eight. That makes people stay in their existing home longer. Now as interest rates more moderate, we come down. What's this mean to the American farmer? It means that all these times we've been talking about that your operating is going to be 10%. We're in the nines. We're in the eights for people uh, when we talk about farm operating. So good news right. for America. Trending lower, right? That's the overall message for trending lower. You don't want to be trending lower if you're grains and uh, they are not doing that. We have several reasons why. Uh, Let's let's talk about the headlines, Connor. Yes, sir. So first one we got, we've got another flash sale uh, winter wheat to China. Okay, second day in a row that we've seen a flash sale to China, 7 million bushels. And as Tommy said, I think we're on what are we on, Tommy? Six, seven days of an uptick in wheat. Uh, if you remember in the past weeks, we've talked about that huge net short that we're seeing uh, the funds have on wheat. And then we also have China uh, reduced wheat crop. So hopefully that's a recipe. Hopefully we continue to see this demand for U.S. wheat. I love seeing it. So Connor, I've noticed China hasn't been in for wheat like this for years. Uh, someone put out the statistic, should have grabbed it. We could have talked about it. But the fact is, listen, you said it really well. The funds are short wheat and the funds are long beans. Mm-hmm. And as they take that length off of beans and, and buy the wheat, we talked about on the previous shows that what's going to happen at the end of the year. Markets that went up a lot are going to be sold and markets that are really affordable are going to be bought. You're going to see that rotation into really profitable things. They're going to take their biggest winners, take profits, take their biggest losers uh, or markets that have uh, been down a bunch. Uh, Nothing but good news on the quote board. Just look down cattle up, corn up, beans up, wheat up, all good news. Let's get into the show when we talk about who is selling soybeans. Connor B. Yeah, because if we look back the month, Tommy, we got a 90 cent, almost a dollar move I'm looking at Jan 24 soybeans. March, we went above $14, 90 cent move up. 
And now we're back down, hopefully trending higher today, like you said. But what caused that big spike, right? Let's look backward just a little bit so then hopefully we can uh, look forward a little bit and try and uh, dissect what we can expect going forward. So starting October 12th, that's where I have where we kind of started this rally. That's where we saw Brazil started having delays. It was dry, especially in Mato Grosso. Dry, they started having uh, deviations from their five-year average in planning progress. And the market did what it was supposed to. It added risk premium. And then what happened, right? Stop me if you heard this one, Tommy, with weather markets. We started having rain in the forecast. They caught up on planning progress. And then we saw this market drop. And here we are today. Hopefully we're rallying because we're a long way from this crop being made. And so looking at planning progress, I say they've caught up, but they're still a little bit behind the five-year average. Uh, I believe five-year average is 90%. We're sitting at 83 so we're behind there. And then looking at moisture, that GFS model has got two to four inches coming in the next 12, 13 days, right? We need to see that uh, come to fruition before we do it. But one thing I want to look at on this soybean market, first one, let's look at the production. We talk a lot about Mato Grosso, right? That's the central. We talk about it as northern Brazil. True northern Brazil is kind of the rainforest. Mato Grosso is going to be that big soybean producing state that has um has been having the weather issue. Southern Brazil, where we see some production as well, hasn't. We've been seeing the moisture. We've been seeing the precipitation and the same with Argentina. And so looking at that, looking forward, right? As I said before, this crop is a long way from being made. Uh, Conab has us at 162. The USDA is at 163. They have not reduced it, nor do I think they should at this point in time. We're still in the planning progress. We've got a chance for this crop still to be big or vice versa, right? If the rains don't come, we could still see it being reduced. But when we talk about a reduction in uh, the yield down there, let's keep things in perspective, Tommy. Here, uh, Dr. Larry put this together, looking at 22, 23 uh, soybean production in uh, South America, right? Brazil, Argentina, and then we also have Paraguay. They're not a big player, but they matter. And they especially matter this year if you see that little gray sliver. And so looking at this, right? too early to do this, but what Dr. Larry did is, let's just pretend, let's take 8 million metric ton of production out of Brazil. How's that changed things? We still grow the carryout with that reduction. That's right? scary. That's scary. Yeah, it puts it puts things in perspective for me, Tommy, just looking at that is we can handle a slight yield reduction and still have enough soybeans in the world. So moving forward, right, if it stops raining, all bets are off, but Let's keep that in mind and make sure we're looking at the bottom line number when we're talking uh, South America and Brazil. Absolutely. I wrote a couple notes, Connor, yeah. and this is going to come off as sarcastic and condescending, but you click the show and this is what you're going to get. The American farmer is going to stay in control of their crop. If corn goes down to four, they're going to be in control of it. If corn goes up to six, they're going to be in control of it. So right now, March corn's up four or five cents, getting close to $5. And the American farmer is in control. And I want you all to know you are in control. If it goes down, you're in control. If it goes up, you're in control. I don't ever remember in my career as a trader or a broker, the American farmer having this much capital when you look at land prices and everything else. But the problem with good bull markets is we've invited South America to the party and they're not going to leave. And as we all know, you look like you were a little partier when you were younger. The party was awesome. <laughs> How dare but you, Tommy? My, my, my mom might be watching. I, the hangover I, will be horrible. And this is the hangover. Talk about these. Look at these bars. I mean, they can produce so much down there. Of course, for the people listening, we can uh, send you these slides and uh, 
yep. and we, we can always get to that. Hey, we had a really nice comment, and uh, I'm, uh, I really want to read that off. Thanks for doing these live videos. Hold on. I enjoy starting the workday with the info you guys provide. MK2M, thank you very much. We have a blast. I have a blast doing it uh, with uh, Tommy G. Uh, we never know what to expect because we don't know. We're dissecting the news before we jump on here. And then we're uh, sometimes we're uh, making it up as we go, depending on what, what type of news headlines we have. It's, it, it, it is fun doing live. And of course, uh, we'll be doing these every day at nine. Real quick, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, we have that information up here. Producer Joe's off today, so you see me clicking around a little bit, but uh, I have some information here. How do people get a hold of us? How do people listen to the replay? Yeah, feel free to uh, tune in. We'll have it uploaded here soon to YouTube. It will be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Feel, f- feel free to tune into any one of those th- uh, three. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Give us a call, 737-FARM. And with that, Tommy, I think it's time to uh, roll my favorite Grisafi. You got it, buddy. See you tomorrow at 9. See ya. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.